With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? We're rolling along here. Hour two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM on a Saturday alongside Michael Lombardi out on the East Coast. I'm Stormy Bonantoni live at Circa Resort and Casino, our VSIN studio in downtown Las Vegas. If you're missing Femi Abebefe, give the guy a break. He needs some vacation time. He's getting some in for Fourth of July weekend. Michael, oh, by the way, how excited are you yeah. for the hot dog eating contest? This is one of my favorite things every single year. Oh, is it really? Yes, I love you it. You know, I... I- I am kind of looking for. I mean, it's disgusting to me, but I mean, I am looking forward to it. I don't know how somebody can do that. I love hot dogs, but you know, one's enough. But I mean, the way they go down it. Are you going to bet on it, Stormy? No, I'm not going to bet on it just because Joey Chestnut's like a minus five thousand favorite, like he is every single year to win it. Yes, I I have to look at some of the women's numbers because at times there can be more advantages in that market, but. For the men's, it's it, Joey Chestnut is just a freak of nature. He's going to put him down. It's 10 minutes long. How many hot dogs do you think you could eat in 10 minutes? Do you even like hot dogs? Uh, I love hot dogs, okay. but you know, like I like I like to enjoy a hot dog. I don't just want to like it's not that's not eating. You can't classify that as eating. That's shoving. <laughs> I get like so, that's shoving. I just it's get, disgusting. I just get grossed out. I don't even get grossed out. How do you practice for this, Stormy? I mean, like, how do you practice for this? Well, you need to go watch the the thirty for thirty they did on this a handful of years back with Kobayashi and him, and they show like a breakdown of the training regimen that they have to do to eat these bad boys. Training regimen. Yes, I love that. they yeah. do, and like they have to eat at certain times. It's a whole. It's a whole thing. But what's always like fascinating to me is I don't get grossed out by them dunking the hot dogs in the water. I get grossed out by the people that dunk it in the fruit punch. What are we doing? That is like that is taking it to a new level of gross for me. But we'll we'll have a full preview it. of this later on this week, come Tuesday for the actual Fourth of it. July contest. Um, but I for now, it. Michael, let's get this hour started with what's on Michael's mind. Because while the Nathan's hot dog eating contest was on my mind, on your mind is NBA free agency, which began last night. Um, you sent Steph and I an email this morning that said, "quote." The money in the NBA is crazy, and if we've learned anything from the last 24 hours, it's that free agency is not free. Yeah, I mean, look, it's funny because I I take the Indiana Pacers, right? Like, I asked somebody in the league this morning, have they made themselves better? And, you know, the guy says to me, look, Brown's a really good player, but that's a lot. A lot of people are hoping they could get Brown on a slightly above a mid-level exemption. 
And Halliburton is a good player. I mean, one of the things that makes me absolutely insane is the fact that the 76ers had a chance to take Ben Simmons for Halliburton, and they did, they just sniffed mm-hmm. their noses at it. They wouldn't even entertain it because they were so obsessed with James Harden. So, you know, and Halliburton's a really good player. But I, I don't know. You know, last year the Pacers won 37 games. Does do these moves that they made, i.e. the draft and then free agency where they've spent significant dollars – has it improved their team? Can they get the 42 wins? Can they get the 45 wins? Have they closed the gap on the East? I mean, I think the East is, you know, we know Boston has improved with Perlingas. They just gave him an extension. Milwaukee should be better next year if Middleton stays healthy. He just got huge money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to add more pieces. And then Miami, if they were able to get Lillard, I mean, who knows where they go? So, there's a lot of competition in the East, and slightly better in the East isn't going to be good enough if you're the Indiana Pacers, but yet you're spending a lot of money. Right. Look, looks like it could be a gauntlet. It's like Monopoly money sometimes looking at yeah, these deals. It really is. I mean, they're just throwing money around left and right, and they have to. Look, you know, and the team that does the best job to me are the Oklahoma City Thunder, who just keep taking, like they took Oladipo's contract on, you know, to help out because they've got no salary cap restrictions. They get Chet Holmgren back, their first-round pick from last year. You know, there's this point guard that, that, that could come over. I believe it's Mimic. He's, uh, you know, may play in their summer league, and if he may be the hit of all hits if they get him. Oklahoma City Thunder, to me, is is approaching it the right way. They're not tanking. They're not going through a process. They're building a cohesive team, and they're only going to get better. Like, I like what they're doing as opposed to what Indianapolis is doing. Yeah, and um, we'll get a little bit of perspective in about 30 or so minutes. Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata, he's going to stop by, and we'll talk a variety of things, but also just if there's been any notable bets or movement in the NBA big picture with some of these free agent signings. Yeah, you'd really think that that – the Pacers odds, I saw we had a board, Steph had a board up here for the Pacers odds. And I think that they went, I mean, they're still below some of these teams. I think they're like 250 to, to win the title. I mean, I, I, I don't even think they're going to close that gap very far. Well, and just for some numbers for folks when it comes to how much, like the, the money that has been invested for Tyrese Halliburton, it's a five-year contract extension with the Pacers worth up to $260 million. So if they're were any questions about if they believe at least he can be a franchise cornerstone? Indiana answered that's the largest deal in Pacers history. He averaged 20.7 points per game, 10.4 assists, and shot 40% from three last year. And then Bruce Brown, two-year, $45 million agreement and has an option um, on the second year. So, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of money invested just in 24 hours <laughs> for the Indiana Pacers yeah. when it comes here. Also, mind you, talking about it being monopoly money, Nearly $1.5 billion in contracts that came out um, since that window opened yesterday. And we know the new CBA is going to force this hard cap. So a team like Oklahoma City, the Thunder, which has a really good opportunity to uh, – to you know, stay under the cap. They've got a lot of young, young players. I mean, look, they they have, I think they have twelve first round picks still left with mm-hmm. them. You know, they got all these draft choices, and they they've got Shea Alexander. I mean, they they get Chet Holmgren back. I mean, this is a really good team. So you know, I think that's the best approach. I I really like what they're doing. Whereas I think with the Pacers and maybe even the Wizards, they're kind of like, okay, we're going to stay in the middle of the pack. 
I don't want to go all the way down and lose like like the 76ers did for three years and have no culture, but I also want to be able to have a future and taking these contracts on like Oklahoma City has done has really going to benefit it. But, but then more than anything, mm-hmm. right, Oklahoma City hits with the picks, mm-hmm. right? They, they end up making really good picks. With uh, In case anybody missed it, some of the big deals that have come through, Draymond Green signs his contract to remain with Golden State. Kyrie got the bag in Dallas to remain there. Kyle Kuzma staying in Washington. Chris Middleton stays with the Bucks, as Michael mentioned. Um, lots of deals, not a ton of movement with the exception of Oladipo, Bruce Brown, and Fred Van Vliet, who, who leaves Toronto for the Rockets, Michael. Let's, let's go to that deal here. Three years, $130 wow. million with the Rockets. Largest contract for an undrafted player all time. And we know that the, there was the back and forth with potentially James Harden with Houston. Houston's got a lot of young talent. How do you think Fred Van Vliet will fit there? Uh, I think to me, you know, look, it, uh, when you bring uh, Adoku, Amidia Adoku, the head coach in there, you know, he kind of sets the tone. They they kind of, he squashed the Harden thing. I mean, the yep. Tillman family wanted, Har- the Fajita family, Tillman Fajita, they wanted Harden and you know, they love him as a player. But I, I think the new coach kind of said, no, no, Fan Fleet gives us a better chance. And all you keep hearing about is small guards can't play and then Van Fleet gets $42 million a year. Like, somebody explain that to me. I didn't get to hear, by the way, um, since I wasn't on with you yesterday, what you thought about everything with James Harden. Daryl Morey finally I think it's- moving on. I think it's a great opportunity for Philadelphia to kind of reset. I mean, if he would have opted in, they had no room. Now in a sign-and-trade, now they can trade him and get some assets back to see what they can do. Now, we know Maury asked for unrealistic trades like he has, like he did for Tobias Harris and other teams, so I don't know what that's going to do. They decided not to extend Maxi. Now, they're couching that as if they they want to wait and see what happens in the Harden deal before they do an extension with Maxi, which to me smells and, and acts like they're going to put Maxi in some kind of deal to then uh, to try to get another superstar to go with him, to go with Harden, to maximize Harden's value. I don't know. That's just a guess on my part. But to me, Maxi is going to be the – they need Maxi, and they don't want to extend him right now. They want to wait until this fall. Yeah, Michael, you talked earlier, too, about the gauntlet that could be the Eastern Conference next year. Where do the 76ers fit in that in your mind right now? Oh, I, I think that they're sliding slowly back down. You know, I, I think to me that, that Miami's going to get better. What, the interesting thing, what will the Knicks do, right? The Knicks mm-hmm. got better at the end of the year. Uh, they haven't made any moves. A lot of people think Jules Randle will be available, so we'll see what they do. Uh you know, Cleveland, we haven't touched on Cleveland, but Cleveland added Struess today, and they also added George Niang from Philadelphia, who's, you know, they added two shooters, which is something that Cleveland really needed to have to their basketball team. They needed more spacing, and whether Niang and, and Struess, both guys are kind of hot and cold at times, but when they're when they're really playing well in terms of shooting well, they can be a force. And Struess, they made a deal to get him, and I think those two moves for Cleveland yeah. pushes them above Philadelphia. Now I know everybody says, well, Philly's got Embiid, but you know they have to have another player next to Embiid to go along with Maxi. And what's their depth of their team? They've lost Shake Middleton. They've lost Niang to, to Middleton went to Minnesota. They lost Niang. Who's going to fit in there? They've got a restricted free agent in Paul Reed. Are they going to re-sign him? What are they going to do? So there's a lot of pieces that they're going to have to put together. It'll be interesting to see how Maury handles mm-hmm. this. And the Cavs are a longer shot where things sit right now. They're in the 76ers, 76ers at 9-1 to on BetMGM. The Sixers 7-1. to 
your favorite in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics, with, as you referenced, the Kristaps Porzingis trade not too long ago, plus 190, the the Milwaukee Bucks, plus 225, Miami, plus 550. That's the way the top of the odds board shake out in the Eastern Conference ahead of next season. Last 30 seconds here, Michael, your biggest winner and biggest loser over the last 24 hours in free agency. Oh, well, I mean, it's hard to determine a loser yet because it's not done. I would say Cleveland, with adding two shooters, a huge winner. That really improves our team. Love it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here. Still lots of NFL to come over the course of this hour on the Lombardi line. Um, We'll get to a, a bookmaker breakdown on the New York Jets and what the expectations are for them, not only in the division, but as it pertains to Aaron Rodgers, what could hard knocks impact be potentially, Michael? But we're going to take a quick break back here in a moment. Don't go anywhere. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odd specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 alongside Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bon and Tony with you. Broadcasting as usual from coast to coast. Michael's out there in Jersey. I'm at our VEASAN studio at Circus Sportsbook. And our NFL betting guide here at VEASAN came out this past Thursday. So if you haven't gotten it yet, there is still time. Head to vcin.com slash subscribe. 19 bucks to get involved. Everything that we do here at vcin plus the guide. Um, and one of the segments that was in this bad boy was put together from our own Matt Humans, getting perspective from a couple of great bookmakers 
sports betting Hall of Famers, Johnny Avello and Chris Andrews, to name a few, and their perspective specifically when it comes to the New York Jets. And one little piece of this I, I found a little bit interesting to come out um, was, yes, obviously the Jets are kind of winning this early summer popularity contest and everybody is intrigued by the thought of Aaron Rodgers. But Johnny Velo came right out and said, yeah, betters like the Jets. Sure. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I didn't like him last year. He was crappy last year. So what are your expectations for them this year, knowing that uh, Avello said he's curious given how crappy he was last season? You know, the one thing I learned from bookmakers, and I think it's something we should all learn, is they have no they have no bias in them. They try to remove bias. They only go by what they see, not what they think. And what Johnny is saying is true. Aaron did not play well last year. I mean, they got the Detroit Lions. They scored 24 points in two games against the Detroit Lions. Now, we could all make excuses. The offense wasn't good. Some dumb play calling in that first Detroit game, throwing the red zone interceptions. But for the most part, I mean, this is a team that gave up 17 points the last six games of the season. And all they had to do was beat the Lions and they get into the playoffs. Maybe not a great playoff team, but they're in. And Seattle's not. And yet they couldn't find a way to muster more than 16 points against a bad Detroit Lions defense. So, you know, he's got to hold himself accountable for that because he did not play at an MVP level. And a lot of times, which we should have learned this last year, Russell Wilson, when he went from Seattle to Denver, you know, everybody was saying what a great move that was for Denver. And yet mm -hmm. we knew Russell ran for the lowest part uh, rush yards of his career at 183 yards, had the least amount of first downs rushing that he's ever had in his career in Seattle this last year. And their offense was stagnant. And then when Geno Smith came in, they got better. So, you know, you've got to temper the enthusiasm. What I say about the Jets is I believe they'll be improved team. Do I think they're a Super Bowl elite team? No, because I think you got to learn how to get there. And then when the head coach gives players off for the season and, and really isn't driving them to work hard, I think it sends a bad message to the team basically saying all we got to do is play and we're going to win when everybody knows they're going to come gunning for them. Uh, they're 18-1 to to win the Super Bowl at DraftKings, seventh choice on the odds board behind the Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, 49ers, Bengals, and Cowboys, plus 270 in the AFC East as well, 11-1 to in the conference. Their win total is sitting at 9.5, and... A half, and Chris Andrews of the South Point said that while the public has jumped on the Jets this offseason, that sharp betters actually took his win total down. They opened it at 10, but it's had to be adjusted to 9.5. The over still juiced pretty heavily at minus 140. Um, but similar to what you're saying, it seems like some sharp betters buying in on the thought that this might not be a double-digit win season. This might not be a year where they go on and have the incredible leap just because they have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's a lot to do here. There's a lot to prove. Are they good enough defensively? I mean, one thing we know, no team is one player away, right? I, in my new book, Football Done Right, uh, I talk about trades in the NFL. And one of the biggest mistakes teams make, and it comes to trades, and you can apply it to free agency as well, is when a team believes they're one player away. The Minnesota Vikings believe they're just one player away and they trade for Herschel Walker. The, the Green Bay Packers believe they're just one player away and they give up a bunch of picks for John Hadle. You know, when you're that one player away and all of a sudden everybody else is counting on him to carry the team. 
And if he doesn't play at the highest level, you're not one player away. You're more than one player away. So that always worries me. And it's just proven over time that these one-player-away trades, whether it's in baseball or basketball or football, they don't seem to work out to the level that you expect them to work out. Well, and I almost think, Michael, that because of what we've seen in the last handful of years specifically with Matt Stafford getting traded to the Rams and then winning a Super Bowl, Tom Brady going to the Bucks and then winning a Super Bowl, that there's almost like an unrealistic precedent and set of expectations that's put on the New York Jets bringing in Aaron Rodgers because of that. And it's like, okay, is it going to go one of two ways? Are we going to have a Russell Wilson or are we going to have a Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford? Yeah, I mean, look, when, when, Brady, went, when Brady went to Tampa – you know, I mean, look, Brady's last pass for the Patriots was an interception to Logan Ryan for a touchdown. And in the last two games in New England, Brady could not, you know, they couldn't beat the they couldn't beat the Miami Dolphins, who were not a good team at the end. It were were better than they were, but everybody accused them of tanking for Tua. And they won that game, and or else they would have had a buy and home field advantage. And then he went down to then they lose to Tennessee the next week, and then it started slowly in Tampa for uh, Tom Brady. You know, as he got comfortable with the offense, comfortable with everything under Bruce Arians. So, and then they got to the Super Bowl. They kind of finished strong in November, December, and they won that Super Bowl. So. I, I I think we're a little bit jumping ahead that this is just going to be an easy pathway for the Jets. Are they good enough defensively? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, everybody thinks because they, they have a head defensive head coach and, you know, they've got some nice players, are they going to be good enough? Is Quentin Williams going to be in shape to really make a difference and be the dominant player that we know he's very capable of? I think those are fair questions to ask. Well, and with Quentin Williams, you remember we talked not too long ago about Debo Samuel's honesty and talking about how the contract negotiation really impacted his play last year, called it awful, so he doesn't want to put anything on tape like that ever again. Quinnen Williams, another guy who's going through this contract scenario. We, we know he's ultimately going to get out there. They're going to get him the deal that he wants, but how much is the back and forth this offseason and him not being on the practice field with these guys going to impact his performance? I, I hope it's not anything. I hope it's okay. I would like the Jets to be good. I think it would be good for the sport if – Aaron Rodgers and that offense are dynamic and the defense is good and they make it to the playoffs for the first time in a decade and go on a run like that would be exciting that would be good to get more eyeballs on the sport I mean there are plenty of eyeballs on the sport who am I kidding here but still like I think that it would be it would be a good thing in general I'm just it's hard for me to get on board with something that we know just hasn't been there for this franchise for such a long time and you talk so much about the the winning culture and what it takes behind closed doors to be a winner out there for, for everybody. Yeah, and I think, look, we also have to factor in injuries, right? So we know mm-hmm. their offensive line, the left side of their offensive line have two guys over 30 years old, Dwayne Brown and, and, and Tomlinson. You know, Tomlinson has been around a while. You know, the right tackle, Mekhi Becton, hasn't really played. He's been injury prone. And look, if Aaron's been very durable and healthy, but if he doesn't stay healthy, you're back to Zach Wilson. So where are we go? You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that have to line up, right? I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer here, <laughs> but, you know, we know this is a, a, a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And one player doesn't win you the marathon. You have to have a team together. And we know that, you know, injuries are going to play a huge role in all of this. I mean, one key injury to you know, one player can affect a lot of things. And so uh, I, I think it's just so early. And yeah. I could see why Johnny and Chris Andrews, uh, both bookmakers, are both saying, look, you know, if when the public's on a team, it's probably not a good team. It's probably not a smart idea. I've just 
I've gone back and forth on my view of this team, and um, I think that one of my approaches might be because the start of their schedule is so challenging, maybe wait to get involved on some of their futures now because you're going to be buying at the peak of the market. Obviously, if they go through and like beat the Bills on Monday Night Footballs, win in Dallas, beat the Patriots, Chiefs, oh, Broncos. Give the, if they then, beat the Bills on Monday Night Football, <laughs> give them the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, can you read – Read the back page of the New York Post that next day, Stormy. Yeah. Come on now. Oh, it's yeah. going to be huge. Well, I mean, and then the numbers know. are going to soar. But if they lose and if they have right. maybe like a, I don't know, a 3-3 three and three start to the season, maybe there's better opportunity to buy in on better win total numbers, better conference numbers, that kind of a thing. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers for MVP because I think that could be interesting if the offense does click and his connection with Nathaniel Hackett and the investment that he's had this offseason, being out there in OTAs and bringing in Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb to help disseminate his message. You know, there there are certainly reasons for optimism. I get why the public likes this team. I would just prefer to fade them early and then see what happens when the numbers become I think that's a, a smart play. I think that's really it. We should pick that up when we come back. I know we got Thomas Gable coming yeah. up, but that's a smart play. I mean, I, I think prove it to me is a better play than just – buy in on spec yeah we can revisit this a, a little bit later on in the show but as you said our guy tg thomas gable director of the race and sportsbook at the borgata is going to join us next we'll look into the afc west and how betting has affected that division specifically some major league baseball futures if we have an update on the rocket mortgage and more don't go anywhere this is visa the sports betting network This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to the vsin.com slash picks page. You can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Plus, we've got a top VSIN experts leaderboard these days where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSIN expert has the hot hand at any given time. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for just $19 at slash subscribe. That's also how you can get your hands on this year's NFL betting guide. From what I understand, a ton of you have already got got in there and, and purchased this year's betting guide. It is awesome information. Michael is a contributor. We have the player's perspective, great expert handicappers involved in this thing. So if you haven't done it yet, you're going to want to. Uh, alongside Michael Lombardi, I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Going to welcome in good friend of the show like we do every weekend, Thomas Gable, director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata out there in Atlantic City. What's going on, TG? Happy fourth weekend. Yes, happy fourth weekend to both of you. Um, how, how's Vegas? I mean, uh, this on the East coast here, especially in the beach towns, it's, it's gets crazy this weekend. Uh, but how is it out in Vegas on the 4th of July weekend? Well, Thomas, uh, you're not going to like this answer, but I am what you call a homebody and I don't know what it's like out there. Cause I don't leave my house. <laughs> that, that's honestly, that's what Michael and I do on, on this weekend as well. <laughs> yeah, there's. Yep. There's no sense in leaving the house, you know. Michael, it, it Michael was no telling me in a commercial he's just hoping for everybody to leave. Yeah. Yeah, I don't As think I'm, that's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> no. Uh, Michael, we were just talking about um, the AFC East and the Jets kind of placement in that and the prove-it-to-me mindset that I have going into this division, but you wanted to follow up on that conversation. Any questions for TG as it pertains to the Jets starting the season? 
Yeah, I mean, well, TG, you're in that, you know, obviously the Borgata being close to New York and Philly, you're, you know, you have two, three teams that really kind of permeate your book. Are, are you getting your sharp jet betters playing the Jets under or over? Uh, sharp jet betters have been, uh, have been fading them. Mm. Um, now the, the public is a different story. The public has been all over the jets, even before they signed uh, Aaron Rodgers. when, you know, it certainly looked to be the case that Rodgers was going to go there. Uh, everybody kind of piled on uh, jets future. So they were certainly one of the most popular, uh, teams in terms of the future markets, whether that's to win the Super Bowl uh, or win the AFC. Uh, but, you're seeing uh, some some more money here uh, come in on season wins on the on the under, and um, you know it's it's one of those teams that I, there's definitely a split there between the public and and sharper players. But again, the the public here uh, far outnumbers uh, just because it, we are really in Jets country right here. There's so much uh, New York money that comes into this market. Well, and it makes sense for, you know, the Jets and that division to be one that you get a good bit of handle on. What about some of these West Coast divisions? Like the AFC West, for example, is one that Mm -hmm. I feel like is always top of mind for everybody because it's the Kansas City Chiefs. And we talk about the great quarterback play at the top of that division, how competitive it could be with Russell Wilson if Sean Payton can fix it. Even though that's a West Coast division, is that one that still gets a good amount of play from betters out there? It is. I mean, just because of the, the teams that are in there, obviously the Chiefs, one of the most popular teams uh, with the betting public. Um, and even um, the, the Raiders, they have kind of a national following have for, for decades. So uh, you do get a lot of play in that division. Uh, Denver, to me, though, is the most interesting team in this division coming into the season with Sean Payton now in charge. You know, is Russell Wilson really cooked from what we saw last season? <laughs> Will we see elements of the old Russ here? Can Peyton kind of bring that back? Can the four wide receivers stay healthy and actually play some games together this year? We know the defense is there uh, for that team. Um, they're currently sitting five to one. Eight and a half is the the season win total on Denver, and um, they're. Um, it's interesting. We again, we had some uh, some sharper players come in take the over of the the eight and a half uh, early on with with Denver. Uh, the Raiders were a team. We actually dropped the season win total. Uh, we opened them seven and a half. They're now currently sitting six and a half. Um, and then the chargers just seem to be this team every year that, uh, players toward it's kind of gravitate towards, and they always seem to just disappoint. Now, again, defensively for them, a lot's going to depend on health. They always seem to be bitten by this injury bug, uh, year after year, but, uh, we'll see if they can stay healthy on the defensive side of the ball. And then with Kansas City, you know, they should be the rightful favorites to win this division coming off their, their Super Bowl victory. And as long as Mahomes stays healthy, they led the NFL in scoring last season, over 29 points per game. Um, Chris Jones is already setting his sights on being defensive player of the year. And, uh, you know, after the season he had last year, why not? Uh, the Chiefs fans, are they're anxiously waiting news of an extension for Jones before camp starts. And, Michael, if you're the GM of the Chiefs here and you extend Jones, which should free up some money there, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to look to do with that money? Would you look then to re-sign Snead, or what, what would you do there? 
I, I think if you're the Chiefs, right, you know, you, you certainly have to kind of keep improving your defense. I mean, or unless you felt like Hopkins could be that one guy in the slot. You know, they were interested in Hopkins for a while. They lost and they wanted to sign Smith-Schuster back. They just got outbid by New England on him because New England had more cap dollars. So, uh, you know, knowing Andy Reid, I think it would be in that area, a receiver, or, you know, if they could improve that corner situation, certainly – I think they want to do that, anything defensively. And they've been working good on defense. I mean, they've been kind of, as they start stacking it now, you know, they lose Frank Clark as a, as a rush guy. They've got to hope Califatis will come through. He had five, six sacks last year. He's got to have a big step moving forward to go along with Chris Jones inside. Uh, I mean, the one thing I'll say about the Chiefs, Stormy, in terms of they have not let people down. They've not let better right. down, obviously, in terms of, you know, their season wins, if you bet their season win total the last few years over, you cash. Um, you know, winning the division, they you've cashed, um, and, and obviously so on from there. Um, but it's interesting because if you're optimistic about the Chiefs and you've been cashing here, it doesn't translate week to week mm-hmm. because they just have not been a team that's been able to cover the point spread week to week during the regular season. It's uh, and sometimes, you know, that point spread does get a little bit inflated. Their power rating is always extremely high, uh, and people love to have them cover the spread week over week, but they have not been rewarded uh, in that in terms of the regular season. But in terms of the futures, yes, you have been rewarded if you've been uh, backing the Chiefs here lately. Yeah, that's a great note for betters to be aware of as we get into the season because there is this just like affinity for Kansas City and knowing the success that they've had, especially in the postseason and with those recurring division titles that actually when it comes to covering the spread, ATS numbers hasn't been there quite as much. So especially early in the season, keep that in mind if you're betting on on KC in any of these games. Uh, obviously, it's the first 24 hours of NBA free agency in that window opening up yesterday at 6 Eastern. Any odds shifting at all based on what some of these teams have done? Yeah, not nothing really that I've uh, seen or even feel like uh, has um, transpired that would move any anything in terms of title odds. Um, I mean, you certainly it's, it's interesting. I mean, if it's a fan of the NBA, uh, you're seeing a lot of interesting uh, moves here. Uh, Van Bleet to the Rockets. Uh, you have Old Depot traded to OKC, uh, which, you know, I, I'm pretty high on OKC coming into next season. Um, you see Derek Rose to the Grizzlies. Um, Mike, uh, Michael, your man, Shake Milton, he, he goes to the Timberwolves, but I think the Lakers, though, have have, uh, have had a good couple of um, days here yeah. with uh, – picked up Cam Reddish. They re-signed Hachimura and obviously Gabe Vincent now to the Lakers. Who Gabe Vincent's going to really help, I think, with their spacing. And uh, so, if anybody, I, I really like what the Lakers have done here lately. Yeah, I think they have. I mean, and you know, they still – Austin Reeves – you know, somebody's got Austin Reeves – uh, the 96 million. That's a, but they could offer him 54. So I, I agree with that. But I would say this, TG. You know, Miami's numbers moved on draft day, and mm-hmm. what they did with Oladipo trading him to OKC opens up the possibility that Lillard's going to come there. And, and I think this Miami number is only going to get worse for betters. If you like Miami and you think they're going to make the Lillard trade, you better grab it right now. No, I would agree with that. Uh, Lillard is somebody who's sitting out there who certainly will move uh, move odds. So 
Yeah, if you think that he's going to move to Miami, and really that's been the reason Miami uh, has been moving, is the speculation around Lillard. So, And it will move again if that does come to fruition. TG, I have like eight more questions for you, but we're up against the break. So get ready for me to come locked and loaded with more for you tomorrow. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> Thanks, TG. Right, you got it. Handle Thank that you. traffic, TG. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can make it through, I promise you. Uh, that's Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata, tomorrow with him, especially because we're at that midway point of the Major League Baseball season. We'll get up to date on where some of those futures sit. Uh, and Ricky Fowler, by the way, one shot back entering today at the Rocket Mortgage. I'm curious how much liability they have on him with the way he's been playing in recent competition. We're going to take a quick break. More Lombardi line after this. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Remember, you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located here on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I don't know why, Michael, but as I was going through this, I felt like I had a little bit of a lisp, like game shench, like Sean Connery is how I was saying some of those words for some reason. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line. We're wrapping up hour two here on a Saturday, and it's time for our pro tip. We do them every single day, every show, just little nuggets to help 
everybody at home become more informed betters throughout the course of the year. And Michael, you came up with this pro tip as it pertains to looking at NFL futures. Yeah, I think when you when you're talking about making future bets, right? You so you're talking about a, an investment. And when you make that investment, you want to really make sure that you reduce your chances of error. Now, we can't. It's betting, and there's always a, a, a part of error. But I think any future bets, you have to wait that you're waiting a significant amount of time to get paid back. You've got to narrow the field down. That's why the MVP voting is so uh, good, especially if you can sprinkle five guys and you know you're going to make more than 500 on a return. So say you bet seven, you know, five guys, five, 100 each, and one mm-hmm. guy hits at seven, seven uh, uh, to one, you make $200. Not a bad investment over six months. Yeah. Whereas you don't want to do is take too many risks on long-term investments. It ties your money up. And like any business, it affects your cash flow on what you can do moving forward. So I think you got to be really careful there. I mean, defensive player of the year, MVP. We kind of know comeback player of the year. Those, you can reduce the field Mm -hmm. and you know exactly who's going to be the candidates and you can make a fairly deductive reasoning guess. Yep, exactly. By process of elimination, you can narrow the field and give yourself a little more bang for your buck or in some cases even guarantee profit. Um, if you feel really, really confident in a certain market. Again, free daily betting tips on vcin.com. That's our pro tip for today at the Lombardi line. And I also just in general, when I'm betting futures, I look for stuff that you're either getting a a good number on, like a bigger number that you're going to get the bang for your buck when all said and done, or something that you just feel really, really confident in. Like last year, I think is a good example Because similar to this season, I was very, very down on the Arizona Cardinals, especially when you thought about DeAndre Hopkins and how he was going to be unavailable early on in the season. Usually the Cardinals under Cliff Kingsbury were a team that had success early in a season but would trail off, but their start of the schedule was super difficult. So all I was thinking was, hey, this is going to be an off-the-rails season for Arizona. I'm going to bet them to miss the playoffs, even though it was a minus-120 price. I felt so confident that that would happen that I put a bunch of money down on it. So, like, weigh your options, do process of elimination for the markets that it makes sense for, but also if you feel super confident on something, go for it, um, is at least the way that yeah. I approach some of those things. Fortunately, that yeah, worked I mean, out with like- Arizona. <laughs> Where are you? Yeah, I mean, this year I'm sure, but the number is lower. Where are you on the Rams this year, Stormy? Are you going to play the under there? I would. I. It's tough for me with this team, Michael, because I hate to say it, especially since they're just two years removed from a Super Bowl and they still have those primary marquee pieces in Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald and obviously their head coach in Sean McVay. But I, I think that they could be competing for the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. I know their win total six and a half, and it's not the lowest of all of the teams this year, but I really think that they could be in competition for the worst team in the league this year. And I, I feel bad saying that because I've been, a, I've been a Rams fan. Like I like the NFC West when everybody in the division is good, when it was the NFC best. And we just don't have that right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think to me that, that, and then, you know, that to me propels San Francisco. One of the reasons I think San Francisco get is because I don't think uh, these battles will be tough with the Rams and the Cardinals because they always are within the division. But the talents, too, the, the talent discrepancy between Seattle and San Francisco mm-hmm. and the other two teams is significant in my mind. I wanted to ask you, too, because earlier in the program, we were talking about how we had both the Bengals and the 49ers competing in this year's Super Bowl. By the way, anybody who wants to know what that exact price is for the Bengals to beat the 49ers in a Super Bowl, 65 to 1. So if you think that could come to fruition, 
not a bad number if you're going to invest something this far off. Um, but with San Francisco, what about that team did you have getting them over the hump next season? I know you talked about them being a group that could get better as the season goes on once they figure out the quarterback situation. But still, like knowing that the Eagles were able to play as well as they did down the stretch last year, the Cowboys being a team that are trying to take that next step, um, what had the 49ers going over the top for you? Well, I, th I think to me, Debo Samuel's comments, you know, the fact that he feels like he didn't play his best football last year. And I think if he gives them a typical Debo Samuel year, that'll improve an offense, which I think is already really good. Now, they've got to fix the, you know, the offensive line's got to come together. But Kyle's kind of always worked around that. The addition of Hargrave in the back end and also Steve Wilkes. I mean, I think D'Amico Ryans did a great job because D'Amico Ryans took a very generic scheme that Robert Sala was running, the Pete Carroll cover three, and advanced it to a more uh, sophisticated, not, a, not sophisticated in terms of, oh, my God, they're complicated, but they did different things which kept them out of just playing t Seattle 3. Now they're going to have Steve Wilkes, who's going to keep the root of what they do, but then add some different things to it, and I think that certainly will help them. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that. I, I mean, sometimes adding a different coach – Everybody looks at it as well. They got new coaches coming in. I mean, Rich Gannon talked about that with Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore coming in there. It keep changing the coaches. It does, but as the evolution of the defense will change or the evolution of the offense changes, it also invites perhaps better play. And as good as the 49ers are on defense, they could still improve. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big fan of Steve Wilkes, and I'm excited about the addition of Javon Hargrave. It just reminds me, like, similar to what you were saying with the Jets and how one injury can really turn things around for a team. San Francisco's been an injury-riddled squad. Like, more often than not, I feel like we've seen that derail seasons for them. So if they can stay healthy and those marquee pieces on both sides of the ball are, are able to at least play the bulk of a season, I think they could be in good shape. I certainly hope that's the case. Want to throw a prop at you, Michael, since we've been talking a lot of NFC West here. There are some new odds up for NFL passing yards leaders by division. In the NFC West, Matthew Stafford is your favorite at plus 150, followed by Brock Purdy at plus 160. But Geno Smith's sitting there at plus 225. I know you have an affinity for Sam Darnold. Should he be needed this season or Brock Purdy, things mm -hmm. don't play out for him? He's yeah. sitting a big jump there at 20 to 1. Any names interest you in this market? I, I don't know how anybody could play Stafford at plus 150. I think Stafford's coming off of injuries with the back. I, I don't know if he could stay healthy. I really don't. You know, I mean, look, Stetson Bennett's at 100 to 1. He has the same odds as, as, as <laughs> Kyler Murray. I know Kyler Murray's hurt. I mean, there's once again our man Trey Lance at, what's he, 50 to 1? It's amazing mm -hmm. how he has odds on everything. <laughs> I think Geno Smith at plus 225 is a really good play. I think that's a really good play because I think they they're still going to run the ball. They've got they they've added Charbonnet from UCLA to be a runner and uh, to go along with Kenneth Walker. But you know they've got really good receivers. They've got good tight end. I mean this is going to be a really good offense. And Smith has been really accurate. I can't imagine he's going to take a giant step backwards. So I, I like that plus two twenty five. I think it's a good number. I think Stafford at plus one. I'm surprised he's the leader there. I know it looks good. Maybe he's the leader because they think you're going to get behind and he's going to throw for a lot of junk yards. Yeah, I agree with you. The one that I bolded in this market was Geno Smith at plus 225. I think that from a, a value standpoint and understanding of his skill set, that's the number that's going to make the most sense for you. But 
it's funny when we look at some of these divisions, like the AFC West, for example, and knowing the dynamic quarterback play you have at the top. NFC West isn't exactly bringing it with the gunslingers, are they? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No question. I mean, so I, I, I just think to me, you got to the injury factor plays here, too, in making this bet. Right. Do you think your guy can stay healthy? Yeah, it's a big question. I, I hope Brock Purdy is available week one and that he does stay healthy throughout the course of the season and we get the opportunity to see maybe what could have been in the playoffs and have consistency at the position, but I just don't know. And you have Brock Purdy coming off of his injury, Trey Lance coming back from his injury. You wonder how much playing time Sam Darnold could get um, if things don't play out. And like I said, you're a fan of Sam Darnold. I'm surprised you didn't say, hey, 20 to 1, why not? A little shot on that, a little well, sprinkle Well, because I think Sam. Purdy's going to be healthy. Yeah. I think Purdy's going to be healthy. And I still think what, you know, I said this a while ago. When the free agency opened up, the 49ers signed Darnold the first day. I heard Adam Schefter say the same thing the other day. That's significant. He will play there. All right. You heard it here first. We're going to um, – that's a wrap for us today on the Lombardi line. The handle's coming up next with Dave Ross. But make sure you check in with us tomorrow. A lot more NFL to get into, including how teams that didn't make the playoffs last year should this year. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.